You're listening to Priority Status by J Public Relations. This is Amy Ogden, Senior Vice President of Brand at JPR. On today's episode, I'm interviewing the two co-founders of Gather Green, Jackie and Omna. Gather Green is an incredible event space just about two hours outside of Manhattan. Jackie and Amna had the idea for Gather Green several years ago, and today you'll hear about how they created this place, this concept from scratch, literally from the ground up, the inspiration behind it, and the kind of events that they are now curating. It's a really incredible story of two female entrepreneurs who had a vision and went for it. Thank you as always for listening, and now on to today's episode. Well, hello, ladies. Thanks for joining us today on Priority Status. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, As I said in the intro, I've got Jackie and Omna here with me um, from Gather Green. I'm so excited to have you both here. I know that I told our listeners a little bit about you at the beginning of this, but of course, I always love for my guests to tell our listeners um, a little bit about themselves directly as well. Do you each want to give a quick intro and then um, we'll have a little fun today? Yeah, sure. sure. Um, Well, I'm Jackie. Brown and um, Omna and I met back in grad school studying design and doing Gather Green, which is this big project we've undertaken in the past three and a half years, has been our dream for a long time. Um, Where did you guys go to grad school? We went to Pratt. Okay. So we were right in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, we met in the interior design program. Yeah. Um, many sleepless nights, you know, yeah. together, working in the studio together. We became friends pretty quickly. Um, In the trenches. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that, you know, the um, two owners of JPR met in college as well. So it is a really good recipe for a beautiful business and friendship. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, we think so. (laughs) Good. I'm really happy to have you both here. Um, I really want to... I'm excited to introduce Gather Green to our audience. I feel like this is such a beautiful concept. When I first heard about it, I was like, we need to have you guys on. So um, Jackie and Omna, I don't know who wants to start first, but I really want um, first just to start, you know, super high level. What is Gather Green? Are, you know, a lot of our audience and listeners are in the travel and hospitality industry, but also that feeds over into so many things like events and weddings. Um, So tell us, you know, in your words, what is Gather Green? Well, Gather Green is, it's primarily an event space and a nature retreat. And when we decided to start on this, we really were inspired by nature retreats, but also as places where you can go and have an event and stay for several days. Where is it located? Um, It's in Cooksaki, New York, which is about 20 minutes west of the city of Hudson. Okay. Um, we're two hours north of the city. Got it. Yeah. I've been to Hudson. So yeah. I know. Kind A of lot right, of people have been to Hudson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> been to Hudson so. Okay. Awesome. So about two hours outside of Manhattan. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it's um, not very far, but when you're up there, you feel like you're a world away. Just so removed. We really wanted a place where people could feel like they could escape from the city easily, but really feel like they were out in nature. And um, part of it also was making nature accessible to people who are used to living in the city. It's um, 
really hard to just go out and rough it in the woods after you're used to living, you know, in an apartment. So we tried to make it really accessible for people and have heat and air conditioning and real bathrooms and real windows and something that would be easy to be in and comfortable. That's good. Wait, yeah. so, so I feel like I want to hear more about you meet in school oh. and now suddenly you have an event space and <laughs> retreat space two hours outside of New York. Tell me more about this journey. Um, so, yeah, so I guess both Jackie and I come from a very different background. Our undergrads were very, very different. We had, um, we were both career changers. So my background is more in finance and Jackie's was more in education. And we were both, I think, and I'm, if I can speak for you, is just at a point in our lives that we knew that we needed something different. We needed to be doing something else um, and not feeling satisfied by our jobs. So we were career changer, changers, went to um, interior design program at Pratt, met over there, and we both um, specialized in exhibition design there and then went on to work for um, quite large projects and um, bigger firms and really great, amazing um, museums. And um, even then kept feeling like we needed something of our own. And so then we started like a little design studio. One thing led to another and we were just like, we would always just sit down and talk about like, when are we going to have like our own project? Yeah. And that's how, that's how Gather Green came about. And so we talked about it for a very long time until like October of 2015, we were like, we're going to rent a car and we're going to go upstate and we're going to start looking. I so like, that, I mean, that's over three years ago. We're recording this in January of 2019. So over three years and four months ago, yeah. you guys got in a car and left the city. Okay. Yes. And we started looking. We would go to places. We would, you know, it started with an idea of maybe we're just going to find this like beautiful building that you see people doing and like we're going to gut it and renovate it because we're interior designers and, you know to find that like exciting, perfect like project that we were gonna take on. And it's sort of like the more we started talking about what we wanted to do, what we wanted the experience to be, what we wanted the program to be, it started evolving and it started to look like what we really wanted to do didn't exist, like it, we couldn't just renovate it. So it seemed like we had to just build it. And at a certain point... Which is point, very... Like you were saying, most interior designers, they take something that exists and they make it beautiful or more beautiful. or And and that was what you first thought. You're like, all right, we're going to go find something amazing and make it more amazing. And yeah. you just couldn't find what, what felt right to you. Yeah. You and know? I think we were very inspired by our... When we were in grad school, we also did a study abroad program in Copenhagen. We were very inspired by Scandinavian design. So we were looking for something where Scandinavian design would be appropriate, um, and we just didn't find it. So we were just like, wait, what are we doing here? Like, why would we want to renovate this, like, historic, beautiful project? But it's just, it's not, like, something that we can bring to the table that's original to us in our design. So we just sort of, I think there was a moment when we were like, what we do is this kind of design and we should just go for it. Okay. And so, so take me, I, I'm always fascinated by the entrepreneur journey and timeline. It's October, 2015. You hop in a car, you drive around, you don't see anything that's exactly right. 
when did you say, okay, we're going to do it ourselves? And then like, what do you, do you find the land first? Yeah. Do you find an architect? Like, which, what do you, what just in high level, but like, what does this even look like? If someone's listening and says, I want to do something like, how do we, you do this? I think we kept, it, it almost felt like apartment hunting or dating. <laughs> like you kept wanting it to be the one. And it it wasn't like it was on the road or it smelled bad or like it didn't call you back or yeah, it ghosted yeah. on you yeah, yeah no I'm but yeah. yeah I get it, it yeah it, you everyone you would go to and say this is gonna be it I feel it and yes. then you'd leave and go so close oh, and you yeah. knew the second you got there this isn't it yeah and everyone kept saying to us well when you find it you'll know and it felt so cheesy and I was like whatever but. Um, that is exactly what happened, cheesily enough. Did we, you find like a land, you know, a land broker, someone who has like plots of land that takes, you know, like no. apartment hunting that takes you around and shows you land? The funny story of what happened actually is we were looking at other, another property at a farm and we were just in a cafe. We'd already looked at it. We were like searching through real estate catalogs and Amna pointed to this like gorgeous view photograph. And I, she said, we have to go to this one. Let's go there. And I immediately like just threw it down. I was like, no, that's not real. That doesn't exist. Because we'd already been to so many properties where the beautiful view was down the road and you had to hike to it and look through like two trees in order to see it. So technically it was there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I didn't believe it. But Amna had a gut feeling. And I always say she's a little bit psychic. So I don't fully believe that about myself, <laughs> but that's... I, I believe, believe it. it. <laughs> I believe it. And that was it. I mean, we, we, she kept saying, we got to go to this place. We got to go there. Okay. And that, that was the one. So that was the one. Yeah. So you, you found your, you found your love match and your land. In and a catalog, then, in an ad. In an it, ad. It was an ad. So to answer your question though, we did get a lot of different real estate agents to show us, but that's not how we found yeah. it. We found it through, and we felt kind of bad about it because all these agents had spent so much time, and here we are looking at an ad being like, this is where we want to go. That, so. that was the one. So you find this this incredible piece of land, and you, you commit, um, you put a ring on it, and then now you have to, but you're building from scratch. This is, yes. this is just straight up land. Yeah, and it, it felt scary too because before you even buy it, before you even have a commitment, um, the first thing you have to do is have, is get the topography, yeah. which means you have to charter a plane and you have to get, what was it? Uh, uh, what are they called? The people that go out in the field, like the environmental survey, a surveyor. Survey yeah. So a you're surveyor. paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to these people when you have no guarantee that anything is going to come of this. And it felt like jumping off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah. That's a big, so did you, um, how do you, how do you finance this? Did you get a loan? Did you just, had you guys saved up for this and were, went all in yourselves? How do you do that? So yeah, we, it, we get asked that question a lot and it is just Jackie and I. So it was all of our funds and okay. our own investment with financing. So yeah. with banks, um, and it was a very long process. So part of what, so finding the property was like just the first step. And then you have, you know, getting the funding and then getting the approvals for it. Right. Um, and did you hit any hiccup? Like, did they find, I don't know, like, did they find toxic 
you know, dirt or anything that, that you were like, shoot, we just got this piece of land and now we have to do this much excavation. We were to, afraid of that happening. Well, yeah, that's what. And there were plenty of things like this. Actually, there's a private road that leads to our property and it's like a mile long road and we had to, you know, fit that into our budget to redo this whole road. Right. Um, things like that, but nothing that kept us from doing it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely points um, when we did find, so for instance, for engineering, uh, you need to do a lot of soil testing in order to like figure out how much it's going to cost to build you know, a septic system, which you don't think about when you're from the city because you would just take for granted that you would turn on a faucet and water appears and you flush a toilet and just somewhere it just disappears magically. Um, you have to figure that all out when you're out in the country and there isn't like any hookup. So all of those things, like all the engineering sort of affects, um, the cost. And so we did find, like, we found a lot of rock and that was kind of a problem and that added a lot of cost and that's what sort of affects how much money you can get and how much you're, you know, we say we pretty much buried half of the cost of this project in the ground. Yeah, but. buried in the ground. It's like you almost had to build like a little miniature city with all the infrastructure you would need, you know, roads and water and everything. Exactly. So yeah. um, so I want to get to where we are now, but I, I want to, I have a couple other questions. So when did you buy this land? So we um, closed on it uh, September of twenty. 16. September yeah. of 2016, so about two and a half years ago. Yeah. And then how long did construction take? So approvals took a year, funding took another year, and then construction took another year. Took yeah. about a year. About another so, year. Wow. Okay. So if some, that's really great though. That helps because if someone's listening to this, then they're thinking, I want to create whatever it is. Maybe it's... Um, a a different kind of event space or experience somewhere and they want to start, you know, just kind of maybe give yourself a year for um, finding and securing the land, a year for all of the approvals and the financing, and then a year for construction could just give you an idea of timeline if they're starting from scratch. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the case for us. Um, And so we started our approval process um, earlier in 2016, but, you know. I never imagined all this stuff would take as long as it did either. What did you do during this? I mean, was it a full-time job just doing this, or did you guys have jobs and then do this on nights and weekends, deal with financing approvals and, you know, surveyors? We thought we would still take other projects because we had our little design studio and we thought this would be one of our projects that we do and we'll still have others. And that didn't happen. Like as soon as we stopped doing our other projects, we stopped taking any more and just focused. We didn't have time to do anything else. You know, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we were prepared when we did start to know that as much as we wanted to take more projects, um, to keep us going, I think financially we prepared ourselves that it was going to be a very hard um, three to four to five years where we just we we may not be able to take other projects. So as as much as we wanted to, we were financially prepared to. Well, and we've we've done odd jobs. <laughs> yes, we did that too. We've tutored and Airbnb and figured some things out. Yeah. You know, it's I, I always think that's interesting. I think a lot of people say they want to do their own thing, or a lot of people say, 
you know, I should just do it myself. And what do you think it was about the two of you that went from the saying to the doing? Misery. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. No, I, it's, it's, it's an honest answer. Sometimes you have to be so unhappy where you are I, that the only option is it's to a slight exaggeration. Different. We yeah. weren't miserable, but I think that we tried so hard to um, be happy and feel fulfilled creatively in what we were doing, so much so that we changed careers and struggled through school and struggled through, you know, starting again at these new jobs. And then to still not feel that way felt, you know, not completely miserable, but like we had to just take the reins and, and change our lives. So I think there was also motivation to say, there's a certain style that we work in, both Jackie and I. Yeah. And we needed to create an environment for ourselves where that was welcome. And we were just going to do it ourselves. And it was going to be like our own project. Yeah. Well, and yeah. to be able to create something that's 100% your vision, where you're not dealing with a client who's telling you that they don't like a certain thing or want a certain thing or something. So you also had kind of that creative expression as well, which I'm sure as creatives feels really, really gratifying. Yes. It's felt unbelievably amazing mm-hmm. to see these mm-hmm. things being What built. was one of the biggest obstacles, like biggest disagreements that you two had during this process of choosing the land, designing the ultimate vision? Was there one where you guys just really, you know, didn't agree on part of the vision? That's a really good question. Yeah, that is a really good question. I mean, there's always a balance between us, um, pulling one way or the other, but I can't think of like any one. That's, that's awesome. Big thing. We disagree on a lot of things. Yeah. 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 How do you handle disagreements then? Do you compromise or does one person just say, okay, you win on this one. I'll take the next one. I think we really try to convince each other. I think we're the kind of people who will try to get on the same page until we can get on the same page. So it just sort of is like, it's very important for us to be on the same page about specially design decisions, um, sort of practical decisions. It just, we almost with everything, review things together. We're just, we, we really try to take every decision yeah. together. And when we do disagree, it's like very long conversations of like <laughs> either winning one over to like, your it sounds like a other. marriage. Do you guys feel like you're married yeah. now? Yes. Yeah. Should there be rings in a ceremony? <laughs> I know. It really... There should be something <laughs> for business be. partners. Yeah. Something that I... When we were talking earlier about the vision, you used the word, was it gazellic? Yes. And I know yes. that that... Did that come from your time abroad? That actually came from one of Jackie's... Um, Old roommates. Okay. Um, who's... Yeah, who's from... Who's from the Netherlands. And when we were abroad, I think we felt this when we were like in Copenhagen and traveling around. But it's this feeling of like being together with your friends, with people who love you. And it's it's not just the feeling you have with the people, but it's the space helps that to happen. And for us, especially coming from interior design, that's all we want is to create spaces where people can like, it sounds so cheesy, but it's really true, like come together and have these really special experiences. So this word, chazelich, which I'm totally tearing apart, um, it means that, and we don't have a word for that in English. 
So we didn't name the property that because <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. From a marketing but, and branding person, good job. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it still informs us, I think, all the time. Okay. So I feel like our poor listeners, we've come in with all this information. Literally, what is Gather Green today? It is, um, can you, can, if you had to, through words, describe the spaces, what can someone expect when they drive down that beautiful repaved one mile road? <laughs> well, it's stone. It's not Ooh. completely repaved. But um, it's a hundred acre property. It's up on this ridge, which means that we have views out to the Berkshires and we have views of the Catskills. So it's, it's beautifully situated. We have big open fields because it used to be a dairy farm. And what we've done is we've built out this very large open air pavilion space. Um, and it has these very sculptural walls. And we tried to make it a space where when you're inside, you still feel like you're outside, but that you're protected and that you can create all kinds of amazing creative visions for events inside. And then what we did was we interviewed lots of people in the events industry um, and just really dove in there. So we tried to create a space that would really help to create these events in the best way possible. Being women, we put lots of bathrooms in there. We have a whole interior section with six single-use bathrooms, a giant catering kitchen, to dressing suites with full-on suite bathrooms. We want to be very like gender equal and have plenty of places for everyone to get dressed. Um, and then we have a big also indoor space for just hanging out. It's a big flexible space. Um, so we, we really tried to pay attention to all the gaps that people in the industry were telling us they felt were in these other locations. And what kind of events do you envision taking place in this beautiful um, pavilion space? So it's been specifically um, been designed with weddings and retreats in mind. Um, so weddings, um, definitely, there's just a lot of opportunity um, for um, installations and beautiful setups and for the space to be transformed or for it to be a minimal modern backdrop for your wedding. Um, so we imagine, and weddings of all sizes, I mean, parties from, we've had people set up a, this space with 40 guests, and it never looks empty because there's just this blurring of indoor-outdoor space where you just feel like you've set up tables on like an open field, and um, it feels great in there. Um, but to finish answering your original question of what is Gather Green, if we did drive up there, what else is there? So there's the big building, which is the pavilion with all of these spaces that Jackie described inside of it. And then there's 17 tiny house cabins also. So the idea is that people who are having their wedding there or a corporate retreat or a wellness retreat um, can rent out the whole property, use, um, the pavilion for more collective programming, whether it's a dinner or a party or your reception, and then stay on site. Um, and so the 17 cabins can accommodate up to 34 people with double occupancy. And the cabins are these very modern Scandinavian design with like a very large glass picture window. Just, it feels like you're in a treehouse, like when you're in there. It's We've, Amazing. We've situated 
um, the majority of the cabins right on the edge of this ridge that we're on. So you kind of feel like you're up in the canopy. Right. Like yeah. Just looking right over. So when did you um, open to guests and, and book events? What was the first, what was the date of your first event? Well, we, we kind of soft opened in the fall um, of 2018. And we had in, I think starting in October, we did a few different events and retreats. Um, we did this amazing retreat, uh, influencers retreat with Shop Bop and Levi's where they just went all out with the florals. I and saw the pictures on your website. It, it was insane. It Beautiful. was incredible. It was incredible. dreamy. How did that happen? Did you go to them or did they come to you? Um, you know, we have a, luckily we have a great following on Instagram. So a lot of people find us on there and I'm not always sure exactly how that whole thing works, but I, I think it was something in the Instagram world. That's great. That's great. Yeah. What a fantastic brand to get in front of. Um, I saw those pictures. They were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, practically speaking, if I'm a bride and I want to have my wedding there. Um, 34 is the most you can accommodate on property. So mm-hmm. what if someone wanted to have their wedding there but had 80 guests? Are there other accommodations in the area that then some of the guests might stay at? Are you near other things? We are very near awesome other things and hotels. Um, so uh, we have a selection of boutique hotels that are very close by, ranging from 10 to 20 minutes. We are 20 minutes away from the city of Hudson. We're 30 minutes from Albany. It's just an array of choices that exist for people for lodging. Um, And it's actually a great question of like, if they have 80 people, they can have up to 250 people in our pavilion. And so... That's great. That's a really good size. And then I know we were talking about, you know, the location, the views. You're also doing something with the locals, right? Like workshops and experiences. Yeah, um, we've tried really hard to curate some really interesting different experiences that you can have out there. We've made really good friends with um, a bunch of people locally. One is a farm called Limekiln Farm. They're just 10 minutes from us. Um, They lived in Italy for 25 years in Tuscany making cheese amazing cheese. In my next life, I want to live in Tuscany and make cheese, by the way. Like that's me. That's yeah. sounds like the best. So ever. Tuscany. And then they just, you know, went up from there and came to Kuksaki, which is even better. And now they make cheese 10 minutes from us. So we've had them come and do some cheese making demonstrations. Um, we also have been working with Two Note, which is a lovely little company in Hudson. It's an organic perfumery. They make everything there. Um, and they're also musicians, thus the name Two Note, music and scents. Um, they'll do scent blending workshops. Uh, we have people who will do nature walks, foraging, macrame, woodworking, so flower are, arranging. This is, that sounds incredible. And those are the kinds of things, if I was hosting like a corporate retreat, I could integrate that kind of programming and experiences into breakout sessions, team building, things like that. Completely. And it's okay. very bonding. It yeah. feels like it, right? Totally. I mean, if yeah. I macrame with you, like we're friends for life, I feel like. <laughs> that's like, I will yes. never macrame with anyone else in my life. So <laughs> awesome. Um, what else do you want our listeners to know about... Gather Green, your journey here, the space you've created, or um, even, you know, we we touched on this briefly, but I think so many of us today 
are overwhelmed by technology and our to-do lists. And it also just sounds so serene. And um, I don't know, as you look to 2019 and think about the events and the space you've cre- the space you've created and the people who will journey there and have sometimes the biggest event of their life, their wedding, um, mm-hmm. or maybe a large um, team event or a corporate retreat. Um, I don't know. What do you want them to take away from the space, the place, and what you've built? They're just both staring at each other right now, you guys. No, I love this, though. I, I, I know. That's a big question. but it's a really you know, big you, question. You spent years building something because it mattered so much to you. And I know that that passion and that feeling has to be passed on to the people who give you days of their lives and come up to your space and become a part of that story. I th- yeah. So one of our friends, um, when they came up, it was a few years ago. We were still under construction. Um, and I remember them talking about they came up and they had just you know left Brooklyn and it was like a two and a half hour drive for them, and they get up there and all of a sudden he's like I had such a terrible day I was on the subway all of the New York stuff happened on the subway, um, and he's like and I've been annoyed the whole drive but now that I come up here and I got out and I looked at the open field it just all went away. And I know it, again, sounds like really cheesy, but it is It is very, um, It that happens to people when they get out there, out in nature, and you take a deep breath and you just, you know, there's like nothing around but trees. It's yeah, really nice. It's a true, it's a true escape. I think it, it sounds so cheesy and it sounds so simple, but that's really what we were looking to create at the core of it. And you've created it. And now it's real. What if it, okay, it's January 2019. What if I just got engaged and I want to get married this summer? Do you have availability? Are you guys booked for three years out? Like, how does this, how does this work? Um, Well, we, we started booking a little bit late in the game for 2019. We wanted to make sure everything would be perfect. Um, so we actually do have availability in the in the summer. Okay, of summer brides, we, listen yeah. up. We are all booked for the fall, though. Yeah, okay. so don't don't come to so us. So fall weddings are where it's at, but summer there's still some room. Yeah, there's some room. Yeah. Okay. We just started getting some of our 2020 bookings, yep. so we've officially started doing that as well. Um, so yeah. But we are open during the week if you want to do any kind of weekday retreat or like gathering with your girls or your guys, hit us up. Are there going to be, are there plans in the works for any kind of ticketed public events that you would create where then you would sell tickets or, um, you know, like a a weekend wellness escape or something like that? Have you thought about that? We've been talking about a bunch. Yeah. One of the ones that's in the works right now is a Mother's Day weekend where we're coming up with programming for, uh, it could be a mother-daughter escape where they stay in the cabin together and the massages are programmed in and there's amazing food there. So Yoga, classes. Yeah, we're really trying to make it just a perfect Mother's Day, we- mother-daughter most likely weekend. Oh, that sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah. My mom would like something I like know, right? that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would too. Yeah. Uh, well, ladies, Jackie and Amna, it's been so great to have you here today. I I can say as a, a 
woman in business, it's really, um, it really makes me proud to sit in front of two women who had a vision and actually did it. Um, and it's, I, I can't wait to come visit. That's why I was asking about ticketed events. Oh. <laughs> um, I would love to come visit sometime and see this space. It just sounds really magical and you should be really, really proud of what you've built. And for our listeners who want to know more, want to follow your journey and be in the know, where can they go to um, stay in touch and follow the brand and follow what you're doing? Definitely Instagram. So that would be Gather Green, and that's green with an E at the end. For Green County. That's very important. It's like the fancy green. It's the fancy <laughs> right. green. Or so Gather Green with an E uh, on Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. And then gathergreen.com. Definitely check out our website. We have tons and tons of photos. Um, and it'll really give you a sense of this. Space. It's a gorgeous website. I was really pumped when I got uh, got to visit it. Thank well, you. ladies, thank you again. It's been such a pleasure. And to all of our listeners, as always, it just means the world to us that you take a few minutes of your day and join us on this journey. And until next time, travel elevated. <laughs>